we hear our boys and yeah. he sounds completely different. And they don't makes, like it. He makes yeah. us uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I don't feel uncomfortable because back in the days I, I wrote some lyrics and hip hop music. Oh, you see yeah. a rapper. Kind of. I mean, not exact <laughs> rapper, but <laughs> so what I was doing is uh, I was writing lyrics. Uh, sometimes I've, I've been doing instrumentals, but I was horrible in it. Yeah. But uh, I was rapping, and we had some concerts too. Not like just my my crew had concerts. We were we just signed up for some like open mics, and we were like rapping nice. there with my brother actually. Wow! So we created a band. It was called uh, on Russian "Rhythm Serza," like um, heartbeat rate. Something like nice. that. Very lyric, you know. I love stuff. it. But we were like singing about like how cool we are, you know, like, <laughs> you know, everything. Because we've been growing up on uh, hip hop from Los Angeles, you know, yeah. from it, not like L.A., New York. Like we've been growing up on Does It Fix, Tupac, uh, Dre, Eminem, you know, all the like yes. LL Cool J, Jaru and bunch of other rappers like Exhibit. So we wanted to be like there, you know. Amazing. Dude. I and, really love that. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't. Back in the days, I was listening to my voice, and I was like, oh, my God, what happened with my voice? But the girls loved it. <laughs> that was funny. Like, my voice was kind of like, like, it's stuck it right here. You yeah. know, like, I don't talk with my... Well, what are the possibilities we get a little preview of, like, your rapping, of your music and stuff? <laughs> you know? I'm rapping. I haven't rapped for so long, man. But do you remember the lyrics, though? Not really. No? I've been writing a lot of lyrics for battles, like online battles, yeah. like audio battles. And, like, I write down, I put it on mic, you know, like, I record it, let it go, and I forgot about it. Nice. So, but that was cool. That was my kind of, because at the same time, I was a boxer. I was a boxer. And uh, during, like, preparation and camps and everything, you got so much, like, I mean. Uh, Adrenaline like, energy. Yeah, like, sometimes you got some bad energy. You, like, feel down, kind of, you know, like, yeah. and. You, we didn't have that kind of stuff. You going to like mental therapies, you know, or someone like okay. psychology, like psychotherapies. How you call it here? Yeah, a psychiatrist. Psychologist. I think? Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't have that experience there. So like, my psychologist was just writing on the paper everything I I feel, you know, and just wrap it. Nice. And that's how I relieve my bad energy. And then I got back to normal. I'm training, exercising, you know, fighting. So that was pretty cool. I feel like that's what music is, right? Like all these musicians uh, who sing and rap and stuff. Like I feel like that is a way of them expressing themselves. Yeah. And like poetry or like uh, emotions that are going through their, you know, lives or, or exactly. themselves. So yeah. Pretty sure it was the best way to release all that. Yeah, but... I was good in. I wasn't good in it. <laughs> well, you think so you in good. writing lyrics. I mean, okay. maybe rapping. I had some style and flow, but like, I, I even had the dude. He were uh, living in California. He was from Ukraine, and he put my lyric, my songs to some black dudes in here. You know, yeah. and they were saying like, "Oh my God, this sounds freaking sick! Amazing! You know, we love it." <laughs> But they don't understand what I'm thinking. Yeah, the, sitting the about, actual you know, language. Like, yeah, same with our people. I was listening hip hop like from US. I I didn't understood anything. I just loved the vibe and flow and the the technique of people rapping here. I was just like, wow. Nice. It's I, a it's a form of art, you know. Yeah. It's something people love to hear and 
Yeah. And experience and witness and stuff like that. Totally. So English being your second language, where is your homeland? Third language. Third language. Yeah. Wow, three languages. What, what I are mean, the languages you and speak? And all three languages I'm better. <laughs> Not well, fully. You know, uh, so I've been growing up in uh, east part of Ukraine, which is uh, more kind of Russian-speaking area. Okay. So we're speaking Russian. But we're study, studying Ukrainian in in school right yeah. so we could speak both languages russian and ukrainian if even we don't speak ukrainian we can we can understand ukrainian and uh we like s different schools they had different languages as well like french my school had french language and english and another school they had english and german okay so i was studying i was learning actually french and english too but I was so bad. I'm pretty bad in studying. I good in practical things. You know, yeah. I can practice a lot and, and learn something. But to sit down and study, and concentrate. I'm so bad in it. I can concentrate on doing something, yeah. but not studying. But it comes down to the way of learning you do, right? Because I myself also, I cannot be stationary. I'm, but I am sort of a visual learner. So if I see someone doing something, I will learn and absorb more than if I am just sitting in one place uh, looking at the teacher or watching the teacher just writing on the board. Like, mm -hmm. it's not what I look for, you know? I look for yeah. the actual action of, like, you know, when you're making latte art and stuff, yeah. like, I want to see you pour uh -huh. instead of you just telling me how, how you pour. pour. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, yeah, I, I see. mean, it's, it's... Yeah, all people different. Exactly. But being Ukraine, so you, you speak... Uh, Russian may, being your main language, and then Ukrainian, Ukraine, learning Ukraine. Yeah. Or so um, actually, now I speak more Ukrainian than Russian because I have a lot of friends friends from west part of Ukraine, and uh, most of them speaking Ukrainian. So I want to practice Ukrainian more too, and at the same time, I love it. I mean, Ukrainian just sounds more, more, you know, melodic kind of like it sounds more like song. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. So and I love it. And most of my friends here they speak Ukrainian. So I'm trying to be respectful too. Yeah, but isn't wasn't there like a little division of like the whole Russian versus Ukrainian war type of thing? I mean, it still happened. It's still going, but uh, I don't really care much about it. It's all about politics. I don't blame people for that. You know, like and. It's so many people, everyone thinks in different ways, so you can't tell all of them, you know, you are wrong, you're wrong, you're right. Just everyone right, but in a different way. Correct. They can do whatever they want to do, they can think whatever they want to think. That's damn life. Exactly. You can't tell. So, like, I'm not, I, I don't blame Russia and Russian people about what happened in Ukraine. Okay. You know, yeah. but, and I don't blame our people about it too. So, it's just, it's just happened. Yeah, well, politics it's all about politics and all about kind of strategy and yeah all this stuff yeah i mean sometimes i try to avoid politics and religion yeah it it's two hardest <laughs> things to like back in the days i could talk about it a lot i mean i didn't learn both of them so when i was younger i can talk about it even i don't know about it anything yeah but i was like 
fighting like word fighting with people about like no the religion is bad like they <laughs> making money of you you know blah blah, blah. <laughs> and some people were trying to fight me for that for real fight you know and uh, I realized you know what it's not worth it like I will just will say you know what you're right yeah yeah I mean everybody religion is cool I just like too. don't go to church and I I just don't feel comfortable I can if I want to like ask God or Jesus for something I will do that at home quiet. Yeah in my you know next to my bed or whatever yeah but uh i don't me, fight anymore for me it's mostly like no one has really proved which religion is the right one to follow either you know so it's like yeah you know so. i i rather avoid all those conversations yeah you know so but i want to know about you learning a third language which now is english right yeah so obviously did you start learning english back in ukraine or not until you moved out here um so in Ukraine, I w as I said, I, w I was bad in studying and learning something. I went to school, but when I started do boxing, I switched to boxing more. So I was like skipping school sometimes. My parents didn't know about it. I was like, except the school, I went to the boxing gym. I had a key from the boxing gym. I was open up nice. and training by myself or with my brother. And uh, then I got back home like a time when I was supposed to come from school. <laughs> I eat, sleep. And went to the second workout, you know, for the for the second training. Nice. Uh, so I wasn't good in studying. But uh, when I moved from my hometown to other city, it's like central Ukraine called Sumy. And uh, there, like, I went to a few classes, like English school. And I was learning. I got something from there, but just a little bit. Still, I wasn't that passionate about learning languages. Because I never thought I'm going to be here, you know. Yes. And uh, then when I came here, first year, I didn't learn any English. I was just like trying to pick it up something, talking to people. I wasn't like really shy talking to people too. I was just like, <laughs> all words I knew, I was just throwing to them. Nice. And the people who have passion, they can, you know, build yeah. sensitives from my words. And they're like, oh, that's what you mean. Okay, this is right there, you know, nice. or that's what you're looking is right there. And uh, when I got my first coffee job, that's where I start kind of picking up the language faster. More. But I was, man, exhausted. Like, I was so tired after. Like yeah. each my work, like every day at work, I was working hard try and remember the recipes and stuff. And plus, I was like losing a lot of energy just to understand what people want and to tell them something, you know, have a conversation as barista. Wow. So that was really difficult. After work, I got home. I, I don't want to talk to anybody. I was just like, okay, I'm sleeping. <laughs> I fall asleep yeah, no, and I, next day I work again. I so. understand part of that, you know, because, yeah, when I moved from Mexico to here too, I didn't know a word of English. Wow. And it was challenging, but I was young enough where we, I was still in school, you know. And how old are you? I was 11 years old when I moved out here. Okay, so, young, but still, it was correct. challenge. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was half of my life in Mexico, you know. And then when I came out here, I mean, the language was so new. Yeah, like, exactly. I didn't different. know a word of English, you know, like you said, you know. And um, going to classes my first year in school there was no esl classes which is english as a second uh -huh. language yeah i heard um, of it they, they didn't have that not until the second year that's when they had a program like that in my school and then i enrolled in that and that's how i 
I was able to understand a little more words, wow. you know, just from learning the alphabet and stuff. But yeah, Damn, it's, it's, it's I'm tough. Pretty sure how mentally exhausted that and was. And especially for you, it's cool, man. I don't know, like the schools, <laughs> the the being kid in US, like school, it's tough. There's a lot of bullying, you know. Yeah, I that's the problem, especially that. when you don't speak language. Yes, it is yeah. like I don't, can, I can't even imagine it. How hard was it for to you? You know exactly. Dude. But uh, so you say you had no idea or even thought about coming to the United States. No man, like. But you were boxing back in Ukraine. Yeah. So, what was what was your future like? You know, like what was you what were you thinking back then when you were boxing and not going to school? What were you thinking your future was gonna be like? I just loved boxing. I didn't think about my future. I thought I'm gonna do that forever. You know, yeah. boxing forever till I die. So, But how old were you when you were doing all this? Uh, I started when I was nine. Yeah, so you're very so, young. Obviously, yeah, we don't have a lot of responsibilities then. Yeah, so uh, I've been going like tournaments, uh, camps, you know, like traveling around like countries. Sometimes I went to Russia, like Kazakhstan, Turkey. Uh, I've been traveling. I've been like putting all my time in boxing. So I was learning boxing and were trying to be better, better, better and better. Yeah. But at the same time, I didn't thought I want to be like, oh, I want to be the best. I'm best, better than that guy, than that guy. I was just doing my thing, you know, yeah. and I, I loved it. So you were That's enjoying it. it. You were yeah. doing it for fun and mm -hmm. something that you really. So I really had fun. Most of the time I went to camps when I train, I spar, I had fun. <laughs> for me, it was. But, but how is getting punched in the face fun? You <laughs> getting used to it, you know. So like when you when you're smart enough and you're sneaky, yes. you don't get that much punches. So like, it's kind of yeah. saved your brain too. Cause like I knew some people they like can talk to the tree, yeah. like to the bench or whatever. <laughs> oh hello, <laughs> and like you don't see nothing except like tree. Yeah. <laughs> so that's crazy. But um, I mean I understand that you didn't have like a lot of like future plans or like you weren't thinking way ahead of yourself but because you were doing boxing did you at one point think that that's what you were going to do professionally i mean to me it was professionally because that yeah. was i was uh making money of it too so oh, nice. yeah i go. started making money when i was like pretty young oh that's like, really boxing. cool i got my first i remember i got my first plastic card you know the bank card yes. and i was like oh my god that was like hundred grivna like hundred of our uh money yes it was just too little but i was like so happy Man. and yeah. i was like dude i'm like i don't know even 15 or 14 i already have that card wow and i have my own income that's really good yeah man. but again i wouldn't do anything with that hundred because i was stupid enough yeah. to spend that money for bullshit and <laughs> food and some stuff you know and alcohol what's the yeah what's alcohol, the legal for image? Sure. what's the legal image to 18 Oh, it's 18. Dude, I started at 15. <laughs> Dude, I started at 15. I remember the day, man. It was, it was, I, I felt ashamed like a lot. Yeah. Dude, my mom met me at the door. She didn't realize I'm drunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But the thing, funny thing, I went home and before that I went to a grocery shop and I bought chocolate, bar of chocolate okay. for my mom. Nice. So she's not going to punish me for being <laughs> drunk. So I brought the chocolate, gave it to her. And I said, like, okay, I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. And I, I, I lay down. And usually when you're drunk, you want to have fun, right? Exactly. So what I did, I, 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 I grabbed my uh, tape player. You okay. know, that not, we didn't have CD players. The, the that cassette time. player. Yeah, yeah, like tape one. 
I put the headphones, I, I turned on again, like Tupac or <laughs> something like that. And I was just listening to my bed. And in one point, I was like trying to turn around just to switch the side, you know. And I switched this out and I almost fell off from the bed. And my mom were like coming over to me and said, can you smell it? Can you, can you blow to me? Like, <laughs> I was like, damn, I'm fucked. <laughs> and I was like, she left. she left. She didn't say like she didn't say any word. Okay. My sister came over. We are twins. Mm-hmm. We were born in the same day. She was like, "Can you can you blow it?" I was like, <laughs> "So like she left." In the morning, I woke up and I asked my sister like, "It was smelled pretty bad. Like did did you felt like alcohol?" She said like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> full room where it smells like alcohol." And I was like, "Damn!" But my mom didn't say anything to me. Really? So yeah. Wow. That's how I That's- became alcoholic. Nah, you're not an alcoholic. <laughs> but I want, I, you said you used to sneak to boxing, mm-hmm. uh, the boxing gym, instead of going to school. But at some point, your family had to find out that you were doing this, right? Uh, yeah, because my sister was, we, we've been uh, studying in the in same class. Yes. I would tell my sister, I'm not going to school, I'm going to gym, tell, my te- tell the teacher I'm sick or whatever. So, yeah, my, my sister was doing job for me. <laughs> Sure, well, talking, sure, your, getting your, all that, like... How did your mom and dad, like, uh, ultimately take it? So, when, my when dad was totally fine with that, because at the beginning, he didn't trust that I was his son. I mean, I'm just joking, <laughs> but when I went to boxing, because before the boxing, I was uh, going to art school. I was painting, creating this stuff with my hands. I was pretty good in it, too. And my mom was paying money for that. So, I dropped the school, actual school, and I dropped that art school, too. Even my mom were paying money like for six months and I didn't show up there. So um, my mom realized when I'm not going anywhere (laughs) except boxing gym, when uh, the teacher from the art school, she asked her like, where is the Bogdan? You keep paying, he's not showing up. And then we got in trouble, all of us. Me, my brother who brought me to the gym and my (laughs) father who protect me from from all. (laughs) Because... After I went to the boxing gym, he said, like, this is my son. You know, like, nice. this is my boy, boxer. Proud of that, huh? Yeah. So we all got trouble. Our mom didn't speak to any of us for, like, next year, probably. Ooh, yeah, man. dude. I, mean, I would be upset, too. She got super mad, like, and I understood that. Like, now I understood how stupid we are. <laughs> but uh, at the moment, at the moment, we're doing all that, you know, it's we're enjoying it. It's so part of our lives, that, you know, know, like experience yeah. we are learning so yeah dude mom was pissed uh but i tell them you know what i'm i love boxing i don't really enjoy at school yes so i well, finished nine classes though i finished it and then i switched to um uh, i don't know how you how you will call it here it's like gymnasium or whatever it's just another school but a little different yeah. <laughs> and I didn't went there too. So I was just fighting for that school and bringing points and they were like putting me. So that's how it works Wait, in Ukraine. So, so school had boxing also? Uh, not really. But uh, if you're an athlete, you do like on high level, like you go into national championships and you're like international tournaments, European, world. Uh, then you bring points to your uh, school. Any sport can bring, like nice. any athletes. But the thing difference between U.S. and and Ukraine, where uh, that 
our athletes don't have to study. Some of them, they were studying and like exercising, you know, doing sports, but most of them, no. Like okay. even me, I didn't study. I was just doing my, my thing and bringing points to uh, school and they were putting me like good numbers, you know, like nice. five, five, five. We have like that system, five bells, then five points, then we switch to 10 points. Amazing. Well, since you say your brother is the one that used to take you to the gym, I mm-hmm. mean, and you're already making money. Was he also a boxer? Yeah, that's why he brought me to the gym after one month he were training. He were like, oh, Bogdan, do you want to go with me to the gym? I was like, uh, why? So like, oh, I will show you how I beat other people. You know, <laughs> he were like kind of very proud of himself punching other people. And he said like, oh, you will look how I'm punching other people. I said like, okay. And I came to the gym. And, dude, I fell in love in it because it's so many people. The coach was pretty impressive. And when I sat on the uh, on the bench, I was, like, watching the uh, training. I was like this. He was like, what's up? Do you like it? So, like, oh, yeah. Do you want to train? I said, like, yeah. <laughs> okay, come tomorrow. And next day, I've been at the gym. Nice. I had all my uh, art school stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I brought, like, shoes. And, and was and your brother shirt. making money at that time, too, from boxing? I think so, yeah. Yeah. A little bit, yeah, because he was like, he's five years older than me, and he started a little later. I mean, he was fa- 14 that time, I was nine, but he he been pretty good, so like he he got that too. Nice. You know? I mean, there wasn't good money to like help a lot to our family, but it was good money just to have some pocket money. Exactly. I mean, at yeah. that age, yeah, any money yeah. is good. Is money, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But since you already had like what looks to be a career in boxing, which is a, a really well-paid sport, you know, how did you guys make the decision to move out here to the United States? So my brother actually after, uh, so he uh, won world championship in 2011 and he got a license for Olympic Games in 2012 in London. So when he went to Olympic Games, he uh, became a bronze medalist of Olympic Games in London. And after that, he, because he had passion, like turn pro and sign up the contract and make money, be famous. So he signed up the contract with manager here. He brought him here to LA. They they fought like a couple fights, then they found promotion. So they signed up with promoter. And yeah, that was his dream. He was dreaming about it. And he, he got here. He Same happen. with Olympic Games. You know, I never dreamed about Olympic Games or professional. I was just loving boxing. Yes. I wouldn't care about tournaments. Like, I was winning, like, a national championship. I didn't care about it too much. I was, like, just, oh, I won another one. I'm, I'm good. It's cool. <laughs> uh, but I, I just love that. You know, like, the feeling, yeah. the, 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 the thing, the process made me happy. Yeah. I won, yeah, of course. If I lose, I was upset, you know, pretty. <laughs> I fell down yeah. for a while. But if I win, I didn't feel like, oh, I'm the champion. I'm, I, I felt like, okay, this is another one. I need to go for, you know, move forward and win another, another, another. So, like that. Yeah. So now you just have to win. And then my brother actually helps me to come here. You know, nice. so, so did, did he bring you alone or did he bring the whole family? No, just I mean, he came here with wife too. He brought okay. the wife. Yeah. Nice. And uh, yeah, I got here third. So your mom and dad are still back in Ukraine? Yeah. So they they live separately. They divorced. So my mom lives in uh, Ukrainian city. 
and my father lives in it's Russia now. So our hometown, which is was Ukraine before, is a Russia. Belongs to Russia now. Yeah, kind of. They have money, flags, passports, but they don't call themselves as Russia. Okay. I think. I see. <laughs> yeah, that's the the other thing about all situation in Ukraine. Yeah, but even though they're not together anymore, I mean, have you talked to them and see and and express how proud they are of like how long, you, how far you guys have come? I don't know, dude. I don't know. <laughs> we sp I spoke to my mom. I didn't talk to my dad, but I I talked to my mom. Maybe she's proud, but she definitely miss us. Yes. You know, she would love to see see us more often at home, you know, some, you know, just be together or whatever. Uh, yeah, I think for parents is the best. Yeah, maybe they are happy for us, but at the same time, it's pretty painful for them. Yeah, I mean, because they're like, they don't have anyone there now. So my uh, dad, is, I mean, my sister lives there with uh, kids, you know, but still. Like, it's so not sister, the same as your before. Your sister brought grandkids since you guys can't go there. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. good. I mean, I mean, no, my brother going time to time, like once a year sometimes. Okay. That's nice. Once in two years, but I haven't been there for six years already. Yeah. At hometown, I haven't been for like 10 years, maybe. Amazing. <laughs> Before we keep going, I just want to do a shout out to yeah. you because you've been a, an amazing host. You know, brew me some coffee, which is really good. Roast it and brew the coffee, you know, which is really delicious. Just this morning. Thank you. I appreciate that. And not just that, but you have Topo Chico, you know, which yeah. they're not sponsoring this. But if no. they were, it's amazing because yeah. I love sparkling water, you know. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> you've been amazing, man. I mean, you're a, a Olympic champion, a national champion. Not Olympic champion. No. I even didn't went to Olympic games. So, <laughs> yeah, I tried, but I couldn't. I couldn't make it. So, now, yeah, just but, national but, world. But the fact European. that you made it there, dude. I mean, it's it's quite an amazing, you know, accomplishment. I mean, that you just... even spar with me once. Yeah, you're super fast. Bro. Yeah, if like, you have I mean, that video, put it on. <laughs> I will put a video where in I, look, I look very crappy trying to hit you. And all you're doing, you're in sandals. And then you're just like <laughs> moving from one place to another. First, you're fast. Second, your reflexes are amazing. You know, so. Still amazing. I mean, it shows, it shows the fact that you made it to nationals, you know. Uh, but why, why aren't you doing that anymore? Uh, I mean, I'm in Los Angeles, man. Like. The life is tough, right? We have to work. So when I moved here, I had a bunch of injuries. So like, uh, it was kind of tough to me getting into a professional because there is a lot of workout, and the fight is one thing, but the camp is the other thing. You have to prepare yourself for the fight. And every time I'm at the gym, I'm training. When I'm training hard, and I used to train hard. Um, Everything starts hurts so much, like my my mus muscles is fine, but like my nerves and stuff. So like I decide just like let Take it go, it yeah, because because I injured too much. Yeah. So my hands, my legs. What are those injuries just from like wear of like you know as age comes and stuff, yeah, or just stupid or things that or like, things that can be avoided. Um, uh, it's. When you do that professionally, it can be avoided. Like you, anyway, will get some, some yeah. trouble. Like some people, they they pretty good in recovery. Like we wasn't. Like 
I started since at nine when you sweat, when you don't get en enough vitamins, enough food, like you just, you just lose your vitamins. You wash like calcium and stuff like that. So your bones getting bad, like your joints getting bad. When you're young, you don't feel that. Yeah. But once you get older, you feel all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> boxing for years has been very exciting to watch. You know, I, I started watching at a young age because of my grandpa. Uh, I didn't really watch it a lot myself but then now that i'm here i watch it a lot more you know from all these professional boxers it's just there's just so much excitement when like they're avoiding punches they're punching back and then someone's getting knocked down you know it's like we we as spectators enjoy that but like you said there's a lot of injuries with that right mm -hmm. there, there's people that die from getting hit in the head and stuff especially in the last two years yeah yeah but, uh, yeah, one of the uh, main boxers that I've been following lately, which is actually from Ukraine, and he's very popular, uh -huh. you know? Yeah. He's, he's at a, a different level, you know, like from the Matrix. Let, say, me, right? let me guess who is it, right? <laughs> Obviously, you know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It, I know. Lomachenko. Lomachenko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, It's like how... I mean, obviously, I'm pretty sure he grew up very similar to how you grew up in Ukraine. Yeah, he grew up in different area, like close to Odessa, like it's a small city near Odessa. So I went to Odessa for national championship. I was young, pretty young for that tournament. So I was like 14, but that was like 15, 16 years old, dude. And in my weight class, there was so many people. So they decided to make two groups. One group A, group B. In A group was Lomachenko. Wow. In B group was me. And we no. both became champions in, in the same tournament, same weight class, but different groups. Wow, dude. Yeah, and when I was watching him, I, was, I, I saw him first time that time, and I was like, damn, this guy, he was doing insane stuff, like hitting his shoes, punching, like doing like archery stuff, like just insane thing, you know. And I was like, wow, if I will fight this guy, I probably will get trouble, you know. So, and then after that, I saw him on... Other like tournaments, like he won world, like European championship. Because you and him are pretty much the same age, I think, right? Two years difference. He's mm -hmm. eighty-eight, I'm ninety. Yeah. Dude. And then I actually, when I turned man boxing, we've been just spar a lot with him because we've been at the same team and we were pretty much at the same weight class. So you sparred with him? Yeah, a lot, man, a lot, dude. Bogdan, like, <laughs> why aren't you? Why? I mean, I'm. So, I'm you said it. You know, it's the body wear that. The reason why you're not doing it anymore but you could have definitely been like a professional boxer by now I right could, i could but i'm not <laughs> so yeah. yeah this is reality but uh the thing you you i was sparring him doesn't tell i was like amazing you know yeah. but i got first i remember i got first spar with him it was uh my first camp with the men team i was pretty new i just got there like on my own you know and we had like 10 people in weight class, so we supposed to switch during training with each other, like spar with each other, right? Okay. Like, but the thing is, everyone knows Lomachenko, and I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> and he was like, okay, let's spar with you. First round, we spar. I was good, because I still have full of energy, you know? First round, we spar. I was good. Then we, I'm trying to switch. Everyone already switched with each other, and... and we spar again, second round, second round. Okay, I'm fine, second round. I still can't handle it. Uh, third round. <laughs> again, everyone just switch around each other. And like third round, again with Lomachenko. 
And I get inside, like, his endurance is insane. Like, he yeah. can breeze, like, 12, 20 rounds, whatever. I was just getting tired. So, like, I remember I just didn't spar at that day with him, like, maybe one or two rounds. Other rounds I were doing with him. I was just, like, I mean, to me, it was a lot of experience, of course. But the thing is how other fighters avoid him. It yes. was like just insane. I was like the youngest one and just like sparring with just him. Yeah. Scared of yeah. getting punched. <laughs> That's why I was beating most of those people like God. on the competitions and, and even on Because you train with the best. You know? Yeah. You know, that's what it takes. So I have to be thankful. Nice. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Well, I know now you're not fighting for a belt, but mm-hmm. you are now fighting for a world championship mm. title. But in yeah. the coffee world now. Uh, it it is slaughtered, right? Same as you. We are back after okay, a so coffee break. Okay, now it's coffee break. I'm yeah. gonna do something. Listen, cool. I don't ASMR. Know. I'm done. Oh my god, it was so sexy, man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 now imagine. Oh my god, coffee is love. Yeah. Yes, the god of love. I'm just gonna crop that little part, and I'm gonna raise the volume so you can hear it better. Yeah, you know? and then just send that to you so you can oh, hear it every yeah. morning. That'll be like your just, your okay. alarm. Yeah, that's cool. Actually, the other day, you know how we want to create content. Mm-hmm. So the other day, the other night, two nights ago, I was thinking, and I have a notebook, so I was writing ideas, and that's the one thing that came into my mind. Like I want to record something where all I record is just sounds asmr for coffee and that includes at the coffee shop you know from grinding to a chair moving you know Uh uh-huh people talking then that what you just did where you pour liquid one where you're all you're doing is is just slurping Uh (laughs) you know things like that I have a goo- goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> from okay. From the from that, yeah. That's how I love coffee. Okay. Let's one more be time. quiet for one more time. Wow. Okay. Do you like it also? So Same as me or I not took, really? <laughs> I took a sip. I like okay. it. I took a sip. Okay. And... um. Trash. And we just got to tell the public that Bogdan roasted this coffee, uh-huh. you know, Bogdan brewed this coffee. So he brewed it this morning. I mean, you roasted. I roasted this morning. Yeah. So it's like really fresh coffee. But let's hear your reactions and your expressions on the first sip of this. Coffee. <laughs> I want to hear. It. You will hear true, man. I want to hear. I'm not going to lie. You're going to be the hardest critic. Of your own okay. coffee. So the first coffee was uh, Costa Rica Terraza White Honey Process. I developed a little bit more as... I mean, it can be roasted like in that way I did. But usually I go for a little lighter roast to save more uh, notes. You know, the general notes from the yeah. bean. I don't want to burn it and caramelize it a lot. So, but this morning it came out like this. So I can't do anything with it anymore, you know. <laughs> So, Wait, so this one's different, right? This one's Colombia. Mm-hmm. This is Colombia Patrones. You know, like Gary Potter said, like Patronos something, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Colombia Patrones. Wash process. And, but actually, uh, the word 
it's a Spanish word, so it's patrones. Patrones, I can pronounce which means, that. Which, which means like the boss. Ah, pat, I know patron is boss. Patronus is a b- many bosses. Yeah. <laughs> bosses. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so this is the farm Patronus. Pretty cool name. I like it. The boss's farm. The testing notes should be cherry, milk, chocolate, syrupy body, but I don't know. Well, what do you think? Have you taken the first step okay, yet? Okay, let's, let's do that. Let me move my chair. Okay. Hmm. Smells bad. <laughs> That's the always problem. <laughs> it's very like heavy body. It is very heavy body. Yep. Definitely. You know, if, if you were to just let me taste the coffee and ask me to guess what, what kind of coffee it is, I would have guessed it. Indo-Pacific. Because they go a little bit darker, right? Yeah. But I can tell, I can uh, feel cherry. Let it cool down a little bit. So the first sip, it gets a lot of chocolate and cocoa. A lot of it. Like, just a lot. It's kind of like, I know tobacco is not, but it tastes like tobacco a little bit. A little bit. You know? But then at the back notes, you can feel sweet cherry, like dried dried cherry a little bit. Yep. Definitely, this coffee can be roasted like this for espresso or maybe for people who likes more sweet and chocolatey coffee than acidic and, and fruity. True. So, uh if I would roast it a little bit less, like 10 or 15 seconds less, is it will be like really nice, balanced coffee. Yep. But at the same time, it's not bad. I'm not, not bad at all. Yeah, it's, it's, not bad it's at all. pretty heavy body. It's it reminds very me of uh, diner coffee, though. Diner coffee? Yeah. Haven't had it. A diner coffee? Is uh-huh. this like black coffee that's pretty heavy body? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Like at a Denny's or a... But it's better, right? But it's better. <laughs> In a few days, it's going to be get little more complex sure, yeah. yeah same with costa rica so i'm glad with that yeah going back to when Lotte i art. fell in love with latte art and this was back in 2013 so i Ooh, myself away. yeah but i didn't get into coffee till recently Why? and how come because it was never something that i i noticed before right so i started working as a busboy you know the guy that comes and cleans the tables mm-hmm. Helps the servers take waters and all that stuff, you know. So that was my first job. My first job was always restaurant. And mm-hmm. it has always been restaurant, you know. So the hospitality business is where I've been into because that's where my dad has always been. So mm-hmm. that's sort of like the introduction to anything I ever knew at that time. Uh, so being a dishwasher, I also, I mean, being a busboy, I also did dishwashing. I did uh, expediting, which is the guy that only takes the, the food to your table. Ah. Uh-huh. You know? Okay, and then work my way up to being a server. Uh, to uh, the only thing I didn't, I didn't try was being a cook because I knew how much work it was. You know? Yeah. So I was like, I don't want to go back there, and it's too hot mm-hmm. and all that. So I was like, I don't, don't want to do that. But still, it's, hear your stories like you're starting from the bottom. Yeah, dude. So now we're here. Now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. so yeah, uh, coffee was never. In my sight, you know. I think it's my question. When did you first try your first cup of coffee? That was actually, yeah, it was in Mexico. Yeah. So How old are you? Was, were? I was probably like, from what I remember and I can recall, was I was probably like four years old. Whoa. Yeah. Damn, man. In Mexico, there's four there was years really old. Like, you got coffee. 
Yeah. That's why I was surprised here to see kids. Sometimes I see like, I remember late one Korean lady, she came over to the coffee shop. She had like two uh, grown kids, like not all one, like, I don't know, six, seven years old. And one just, just a like small kind of baby. <laughs> and she ordered like Americano, put over an espresso. An espresso she gave to the little one. And I was like, <laughs> wait, can I serve it to you actually? Yeah. Like, because I don't know the rules about yeah. it. Cause, you know, and I saw like she came with kids there. More people might come for the coffee because I didn't expect like she ordered for kids black coffee. And yeah. the young, I saw like, oh, for them brain is not really good thing, you know. Yeah. I tried my coffee when I was nineteen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there, I mean, I guess there is some type of chemical imbalance that happens that you know it's not necessarily good for mm-hmm. kids for their growth. I think, mm-hmm. but it's not bad either, you know. Yeah, actually, so Coca Cola has some, some stuff. Type of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, as far as I remember, but our coffee was never black. You know, it was the okay. whole Café de Oya, but it always had some type of milk. Café de Oya is a milk milk on the top, right? Correct. So, and then, like, my grandma would put cinnamon, a shit ton of sugar, you know, so. <laughs> so, it was, it was, it was never, I never really, drink. I never, t- I guess I never disliked that coffee because it was never bitter. Okay. You know, so it never pushed me away. But, like I said, we always dip our bread in there, too, so by the time the, the I have bread, bread, do you want to? No, I'm okay no, right now. Yeah, I have it just in case. <laughs> I went to a groundwork that was close to me, which was the one in Venice, which is the original groundwork. The first one? The first one. Okay, I've never and, been uh, there. So that's the one on Rose and Seven. Um, so I went in there. I walk in there, and, and, and I remember seeing the baristas. You know, one was sweeping, the other one was behind the bar. And then I walk in there, and I was like, hey, like, I want to know if you guys are hiring. And he's like, oh, well, the manager actually here. Let me talked to him and then he came out and gave me an application and I filled out the application and then right then and then he sat down with me and then I told him like things I was doing where I was working but never in coffee mm-hmm. so I had no clue like I knew how to do like a heart by then but I didn't know anything about extractions dialing in or yeah. coffee notes no, nothing like that I didn't even know there was alternative milks man <laughs> <laughs> you know that's how you're good bro. Yeah, so I told him that, and he said, okay, well, yeah, I mean, you have experience in the restaurant industry. You know, mm-hmm. we need people that just know how to deal with people. And so he gave me a chance. And what I love about Groundwork is their whole training before you even start working at the store, you know? So, like, going to their home office, learning about the different blends, you know, the um, original coffee, the uh, uh, varietals and all that stuff. That was mind-blowing for And me. they have a lot of choices. I mean, they have a lot of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was mind-blowing for me, dude. And and that's when I was like, okay, there's more to this, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's when I fell in love with it. And, and yeah, ever since, I loved how different of a service is, it is. But it's also, you know, still very social. Mm-hmm. And, and then I fell in love with the whole art part of it and for me it's mostly latte art you know Mm -hmm. that's what attracts me the most so it was about trying to pour the best thing i can but there was never really anyone to teach me how Mm -hmm. so everything i learned was pretty much by myself and not till recently at my current job right now which is Renati's. now i have someone who has a little more knowledge you know in the milk texture um espresso espresso extractions and all that so yeah there's this little Details that I did not know before that uh-huh. have definitely improved my pouring a little bit. You know, I'm still not the best, but I so, am 
still getting there, you know. So well, I'm going on. Yeah, on but two, you just start 2018. Years. I mean, uh, it's not a while ago, so there's a lot of to learn. Like to focus on just yeah. coffee. Yeah, it's very new, you know. So that's cool. What about you? Oh man, uh, the year when I got into Lotter, there was a uh, 2000. The 16 end of, end of 2016, I first saw really good lot art because there was a Anaheim yeah. uh, coffee fest, and there was a bunch of like crazy lot artists from all over the world. So I got my first job in 2016 at the beginning, and uh, yeah, I I was like learning how to pull shots, how to steam milk, how to do lot art, but the the simple one, you know. But then when I went to, uh, we went with my crew, uh, we went to Anaheim, we had a boost as lab coffee roasters, we have a boost there. So we're like brewing coffee, talking to people, you know, and there was uh, one Korean dude came over from Korea, uh, his, his name is Wooden Temper, you might know him. I think I, yeah. Yeah, so he were competing and my boss, he were tell so they were friends with him. And my boss were telling like, oh, let's go watch Wooden Temper competing. We went there. Dude, I was so impressed with work people did there. Dude, I was just like, wow. There was another guy who won that competition, uh, Noba, I think. He's from Australia. I don't remember. Uh, he were doing like Rosetta, but uh, kind of flow, like... Tulip Rosetta. So he was doing one pour, okay. stop, and he was doing Rosetta inside Tulip. Kind Got of. It. So and he pulled back and did hard at the back. So that was his signature uh, art for that competition, and he were doing that every time, better and better and better. I think Wooden Temper lost to him. He got second or third place that time, but after that I was like, whoa, Lotter, that's how it looks like. I was just like, my mind was blown. And I got back to coffee shop. I didn't start producing Lottard right after. I, I I was just thinking about it. I was like, oh my God, they were cool. They were cool. I want to do the same. But I didn't know how to start do that. Yeah. So in 2017, uh, there was Portland Coffee Fest. And uh, Wounded Temper were coming there. We met with him. Nice. So, and my boss and he were telling like, okay, you want to go to Portland, you have to sign up, send the pictures, you know, and, and try to make into bracket. I signed up, took pictures, send it. Uh, I didn't pass because it was bad. <laughs> and uh, they said, oh, you also can go and try to do sign up for the list, waiting list. Yeah. If somebody not showing up, you can compete. What I did, I took... Uh, I bought tickets to Portland, I flew there, I went to the convention center in the morning, and I was on the waiting list, I was number 13 or 12. There was another dude from New York we just met recently, his name is Ivan, uh, Kaigo Cafe, yeah. do you know those guys? I think I, I, think I know Kaigo, but... Yeah, so he owns uh, one of the owners of Kaigo, and uh, he signed up and I'm, I signed up. And we're, we've been watching competition, waiting, maybe like we can get chance to compete. But there was like, everybody were showing up. Yeah. Like first, like 32 competitors showed up. And the next half of the bracket was like almost empty. <laughs> so in the end, we like, we already gave up. Like we already gave up like on competing. I was like, okay, maybe next time let's just hang out. And 
Ivan heard his name and I heard my name. And we were like walking around like just somewhere, you know, and he mm. heard his name and he was like, oh, my God, they calling me. They calling me. And he started running <laughs> like then they call me. I started running. So when we compete with him, you can just against him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I lost him. Wow. <laughs> I pulled the, the, the pretty bad one. So after that, I started like practicing more. Uh, I started like paying attention to my shots, to my milk, you know. But still, next competition in Denver, I lost it too. I was practicing in, in my machine, like in Black Eagle, and I was practicing with our espresso and milk, and there was totally different game. I lost it too. So I competed, competed, competed. But uh, the most, most probably um, best part of it, I start. So when I got into lotto, when I got passion for that, I start going to the events in LA like lotter throwdowns sometimes i went to coppings and roasting um events not like competitions the roasters yeah. just brought together they roast coffee like they cop together so i just started going to every event i found on all over the internet like instagram facebook i was just going there just showing up i didn't knew anyone my english was poor i was just like showing up and just like acting like i'm want to learn something and i was you definitely i want to learn yeah. something you know that's why i'm there and time after time when i came to a new event like people oh i saw you before where do you work where do you work like what do you do and i was like oh i'm working there there, there. so i kind of start meeting people making friends and through throwdowns and those like coffee events i met a lot of yeah. people and which made, brings, made a lot of friends. which bring me to, brings me to the fact that i actually met you yeah. Do latte art throwdowns. Totally. At the uh, local coffee shops. You know, because here's the one thing that caught my attention, right? You said you were going in there learning because, you know, you were just getting into it. But in my eyes, when I first saw you, because you always had your camera in your hand and you were always recording, taking pictures. Yeah. I was thinking, well, this guy's probably a photographer. <laughs> and then I didn't compete in the first one. I saw you compete, but I saw you pour and I was like, whoa, like this. This guy is good. You know, like, I want to know who the hell this guy is. <laughs> so I was just like, A, he's a photographer. B, he he works for coffee somewhere, you know. And and I think little by little, I, I started talking to you because you started talking to some of the other guys that I was sort of, like, talking to also, like uh, James yeah, and all these other guys, you know. So little by little, I started talking to you. And then I found out you were from Ukraine. I had a coworker who's from Ukraine, so then I told him that, and he's like, "Oh yeah, who's this guy?" And so now yeah, you also have podcasts with him too. Yeah, if you guys yeah. haven't watched it, watch it. Yeah, it's uh, Marco Asiliuk, yeah. you know. So he's definitely in one of the episodes. But like I said, you know, for me, it was it was also going to those events because I used to work two jobs. I never really had a free free time to attend the events. You know, the yeah. lot of arts that were always happening at night. Mm-hmm. And so when I started working at Groundwork, and then I started working only mornings there, and then I decided that I only gonna I'm only gonna keep Groundwork as my primary job, and I was able to have that time in the afternoons to attend the coffee shops. But even even then, I felt intimidated. I was scared, so I was nervous. I was scared. I was like, I don't fit in, you know. But I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna go, you know. So I finally made it to one. But I didn't compete. I was just there to to see what was going mm-hmm. on. 
But it was so exciting. Which one was it? Do you remember? The very first Trollana I went to, and I made it late to, was uh, the one at Alana's Coffee. I think Saad w- Saad won, won that one. That one. Yeah. yeah, that was my first time seeing Saad and you actually. Was it? We didn't. We didn't speak that time. Yeah. Even to Saad, I think I spoke to him. I, I, I saw him before, but that was the second time or something. Yeah, I didn't know anyone, man. I, I thought he's like anyone. Armenian dude speaking Russian. And I was like, oh, do you speak Russian also? So like, no, man. <laughs> that was funny, man. That's but crazy. yeah. Yeah, no, same reaction. For me, it was I was scared. You know, I didn't know anyone. So I was just there by myself. And I was just, I mean, I, I was very hyped by everything that was happening. Uh-huh. But I was also sad because I was not part of it, you know? Yeah. Because I wanted to be part of it. You couldn't make it. But if I was, I was so new to it that I didn't want to sign up. I didn't yeah. anything because I'm like, I can't compete with these guys, you know? But uh, little by little, yeah, I mean, I remember my first throwdown, which was uh, at Clatch Coffee, one of their mm-hmm. new coffee places they were opening. Oh, I remember that one. I, I competed there too, I Yeah, think. I think that was the one after um, after Saad had won the one at Alana's. Because yeah. I remember seeing Saad there, and that's that's how I started talking to him. Because uh-huh. I was like, oh, dude, like, you did great, you know? Yeah. And, I, and then he's like, are you competing? And I was like, yeah, but it'll be my first one. So I don't know. Like, I'm nervous. And he's like, it's okay, man. Everybody gets nervous. But I was seeing him. I was like, whoa, like, he won the last one. You know, uh-huh. like, man, like, what, 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 what can I expect? You know, and he won yeah. with, oat, uh, what was it, oat milk, I think? Yeah, that was like uh, oat, almond milk. Almond oat all over. Yeah, and then like, this one's going to be with whole milk. So I was like, man, it's, it's probably going to, like, win again, you know? Who won that time? Because I remember I, I, I was competing with the guy and I did really nice symmetric tulip, just did good job and yeah. the guy poured like something unsymmetric, melted, like lotter and <laughs> he won that round and I was that like, was crazy, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, for me, my first experience was I went up there, they called my name, you know, and, and I was so nervous. So, I go and I steam my milk and I aerated way too much. <laughs> I'm freaking nervous and I'm trying to like get rid of like the bubbles uh-huh. and then i go and i'm like okay cool i'm gonna pour something and at that time i feel like i was trying to pour a swan but i hold my cup and i go and pour my milk and my the hand that was holding the cup was so shaky dude uh, and then once i was yes. at the top to get ready to pour my design uh-huh. my right hand starts shaking <laughs> and it was just a mess like, yeah i over normal feeling yeah i overflowed my cup spilled made a mess and yeah like, Actually, that night, the judges wants us poor front of judges. Yeah. Pro- yeah, because we yeah. were going to the judges' table, and, and it's, like, so much pressure for barista, <laughs> especially if you knew one, you never poured it in front yeah. of the people or judges. You just, like, it's too much energy, too much exactly. adrenaline. So, Alana's was your first time? No, 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 no. I've been, I had, like, bunch of them before. Dude, okay. I, I went, so the problem is back in the days I was working like 24 and 7 almost. I had yeah. like two coffee shops, food truck. I've been working like since 6 a.m. I opened a coffee shop at 6 a.m. I worked till 6, go to other coffee shop, work 7 till 10.30. And then after that, I were going to food truck. Okay. And uh, I got back home and sometimes I had like other jobs. So it's it's kind of too much. So I had no... Every time I saw that throwdown, I was like, oh, I'm working that time. Oh, I'm working that time. So I couldn't make it for a while. And then when I took some time off and I start like finishing my job like at 4 p.m., I could make to some throwdowns. Yeah. Some throwdowns were too far. So I was going mostly like local ones, you know, like downtown, uh, 
Chinatown or like I went to one throwdown in Coffee Hall Chinatown yeah. when they were there. Uh, that one I lost to Matt from Intelligentsia. Wow. Yeah. I saw that. <laughs> I saw like I did actually Nobu style. I was practicing that like wow. bass and Rosetta in, inside the bass. And uh, it was uneven, but was good uh, definition, you know. Nice. Uh, but not even too for me. But Matt made pretty nice symmetrical tulip. Oh my god! I still remember. I still had that photo. <laughs> I have it on my computer. That was like he killed me. But next round he lost, wow. and I was like, oh my god! You can be so good in first round and so bad yeah. in second round. Yeah, so yeah. that's all about pressure and like your. Uh, focus if you focus enough you can figure out your milk you yeah. you like st stay focused for the lottery most of the time i were coming just have fun not i wasn't focused when i was focused in lottery is like when i start winning lottery competitions nice. i mean yeah i got skill i got a lot better with pouring but at the same time i got focused like i was like i'm here to win no mistakes you know just because every time i was losing like i was losing because of me yeah I can tell, like, oh, judges let, let someone won. But, yeah, that was me. I can do better job. And I knew I can do better job. Nice. Well, what is the one thing you can tell someone that felt the way I felt? Like, scared? About, about going, yeah, about going to these competitions. Like, if you have a friend who says, like, oh, well, I want to go, but I don't feel like I, I pour up to your level or something like that. Dude, What's so like good advice you can give when me? I went, uh, all I was doing at the beginning, I was practicing with water at home. I had my cup and my pitcher with water. Every time I were practicing just like with water, imagining what I'm pouring. Yeah. So uh, I saw, oh, before I go to throw down, I have to learn how. But if you will be good in your coffee shop, but you don't go throw downs, it doesn't mean you're going to be good there because it's totally different experience. So I was like, you know what? I will go I will go there and try it just for fun cuz again because maybe I were competing back in the days in boxing it I felt some confidence I mean it was different I had so much pressure every time I went to stage my my palms start sweating like I'm just like I were nervous so much I yeah. was just by myself no support no friends I was nervous a lot my first times oh my god I was just like super nervous i had shaking hands sweaty face sweaty palms even my foot were sweating like i was just <laughs> it i felt like it was much more pressure than i'm going to the fight nice. how long have you been in la now i mean and what is it that you're looking for out of la uh so i'm here since 2015 beginning 2015. of 2015 yeah so it's like five years a little over five years and all this time you've worked in coffee or what was your first job here in L.A.? Coffee. Coffee, really? Yeah. In general, my first regular job in my life, except boxing, is coffee. Where was this? Uh, so, dude, so I've been roasting. I started roasting my own coffee because uh, I ran out of money. I had pretty little amount of money. So I said, like, what, what can I do to drink coffee but at the same time don't, don't spend too much money? And I found on Google, like, you can roast your coffee, how to roast your coffee at home. And they said, oh, you can roast it on pan or inside oven. I was like, okay. So I bought uh, that sheet for baking, make whole, made holes in it, 
went to. So I've been traveling around the city and trying different espressos, like coffees around the city. And Three Tops Coffee Shop on that day were for me uh, Lab Coffee Roasters, Andante, and uh, Demitasse. Three roasters who were doing like really good job for espresso to me that time. And I was like pretty European style, you know. And I was like, oh my God, that's good. And uh, I came to lab one day and I saw they have like green beans uh, for sale, I guess. And I was like asking barista like, oh, can you sa- sell me like 100 grams? Mm. And she asked boss and he said like, okay, yeah. Send. Like I, bu- I pay for 100 grams, but he put a little more. So I came, I got home, I roasted, and then I, I keep returning, buying green beans. I was buying like some sick Panama beans too. That was like <laughs> amazing. But the thing is in Owen, I was baking it, not roasting. But yeah. still, to me, that was best coffee in the world because I made it from the beginning, <laughs> kind of, you know. Uh, and one day, the, the owner of lab, he asked me, uh, what are you doing with that coffee? What are you buying for? So like, oh, I'm roasting coffee at home. So like, oh, really? Can you bring some uh, coffee for testing? So like, yeah, we'll bring you next time. I brought it and he said like, okay, so it's roasted outside, but it's tied, it's still like green. green. Yeah, so you have to preheat the oven more before you put it, like heat it hot on higher temperature and then put the beans in and roast a little more time. So you will roast it better. You will develop beans. So that's what I did for the next time. And it came out for sure better than my first time. Because yeah. before it was like, taste like cookie, you know, like peanut <laughs> flavor. But still it was amazing to me. Because there was Panama, man. Yeah. Uh, and I brought him one more time. He said like, okay, it's better, but still you can do a better job. I mean, it's hard in Owen, but you can probably try the pan. So I will keep roasting it. One day we had Ukrainian picnic organized by one girl on Facebook and she were looking for any help, you know, like the, the main thing about it, like we, we bring together like Ukrainian people, like everyone brings food and drinks they want to drink. And I, I texted to her like, oh, I can bring my coffee. She said like, okay, yeah. So my brother and sister-in-law, they... uh made me a gift as a French press. Oh, not French press, AeroPress. Oh, dope. And I was like trying, because before I was using plastic V60 kind of, not V60, but plastic uh, cup for brewing. Yeah. The cheapest one for $1. <laughs> and uh, when I got this AeroPress exactly like same time before that event, so I had less $20 in my pocket and I was like, okay, and I got actually a job, uh, moving company, in moving company. And next morning, I was supposed to go moving company for work like at 5 or 6 a.m. or to the event. I had last $20, opportunity to make money in moving, moving yeah. or just go to the event and have fun. So I went to Armenian store. I bought light roast coffee. Came, I got home. Developed a little more on the pan, just roasted, make it a little darker. Um, I bought water and I put some money in, in I, I paid for gas for my car, yeah. my brother's car. So I had no, I had phone, but I had no uh, connection. So I had no navigation, nothing. <laughs> the event were in Marina del Rey in Barton Chase Park. 
I drove from here to Marina without navigation. I, I check it home through uh, Wi-Fi. By using Wi-Fi, I check that uh, how to get there. The turns, street names. So I got that they're safe. I brought my kettle, water, air press, and coffee. And six, like seven a.m. till five p.m. I was just doing coffee there for people. That was like I had no ex like clue about coffee at all, but I was making it, and people were talking to me all the time. Oh, can I have some coffee? Oh yeah, sure. I was making it, and people were looking at it, and they just like, what? What is that? They never seen that yeah. before, because most of them from Ukraine. What is that? How you brew that? What? What? Most people they saw it. I'm I'm the coffee guy the the expert huh? <laughs> that was my first time ever like making coffee from somebody else after that coffee is gone so like i kind of like keep roasting at home brewing at home i didn't thought i'm gonna work in coffee and one day the guy from lab uh asked me uh do you want to work in coffee like do do you want to be barista i said like i don't know they're like okay and time or flying you know and i was like okay i need to make some money because like i have no money i need to find a job i need to do something and then uh, i spoke to him if he has any upper like uh, positions he said like i don't have any right now but i will look in for maybe my friends will need barista you know beginning so they can teach you and blah 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 so okay and i forget about it yeah and uh one day he called like he tell to my brother because my brother went to coffee shop for coffee and he said like oh uh, where is your brother is did he find the job or something he said like no okay tell him come over and uh, talk to me so i came over and he said like okay um uh, i can give you like one day a week uh two hours just volunteer we will just teach you you will help our barista and he will teach you how to make coffee and that's how i got into coffee so i was doing Every Wednesday, like eight to eight to ten thirty, I was like making, like eight to ten mostly. I didn't did closing shifts. Like yeah. I, just eight to ten, I was like helping to lead barista at lab. Edward, he's like my friend and my my main teacher. He's the first who like I learned from. So. Yeah, that's and at the same time, like after that, when I got my work authorization, like I got a uh, first job in the coffee shop uh, in West Hollywood. So I was just practicing in them shop, learning like how to make coffee. And then when I got job, I was keep practicing there, but was working in the other coffee shop and making like uh, coffee like I was like full time barista. There. Wow! So like I started working like five, five or six days a week, dude. It was too much. I was <laughs> like, I had no clue about coffee and English language, man. I was just like, oh my. So another job, how I get the first one? Uh, I came over and uh, boss asked me, the owner asked me, oh, can you make cappuccino? And at the same time, I was learning how to make cappuccino, latte, you know. And I made cappuccino. I said, okay, can you make latte? So like, okay, I made latte. Next question was, can you start working right now? <laughs> I was like, okay. Wow, dude, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's how I got my first job. But my first t-shirts were lab. And then after that, I got work at lab when they got position and I started working there. Yeah. Not not practicing like for a couple hours a day. But still, that couple hours, at, like a week were like a lot to me. Dude, it's opened up my eyes like to coffee a lot. But still, Amazing. I had a lot of to learn.
you know. Yeah. You now follow your passions a little more. You're because you're a very creative person, you know. Yeah, I think it's because of art school when I was six. So my art art school was six to nine, and boxing from nine till even now. Like yeah. I'm still like teaching people boxing. Uh, I didn't have a lot of passion to do that because you know you have your pride when you're an athlete yeah so like i don't want to be a coach but that's the only one thing what can like one you can make right now you can yeah. fight so like just what i want to do right now is just share my experience you know Correct. like the things i know just share it with other people you can but put you it yourself as a as an as a creative artist you also started a youtube channel yeah but it's it didn't went good so i just like i mean i didn't well, make it, it well too well it's not gone yet i mean you no, just no, haven't no. dedicated that much time to it yeah i just it's like let it go yeah it's still there uh the first i start shooting like i tried to make as uh, one of our friends he does his channel marcelo uh yeah. he were doing coffee vlog and i was like okay maybe i should try that too just one just to try it yeah just to see like if i can make it and i made it it came out not it's bad. Good. It's really yeah. good videos. I just put like weird filter on it. I I'm not supposed to do that, but anyways. Uh then I started shooting some coffee. I was like, maybe I should share some recipe, but at the same time I don't want to teach people and tell them what to do, you know, like because any coffee you guys make, like it's just best cup of coffee. You don't mess with it. It's just like all coffee is good. It's just different preference. Yeah. Going back to uh the actual YouTube channel. Yeah. I mean I feel like part of you not feeling motivated is the fact that you can't go and sit down at a coffee shop or you can't go to your coffee shop and and show everything you're doing, right? Not really. Didn't tell you I don't want to continue. Sometimes I feel like I don't want to do that. I just bought a waterproof case from my GoPro as I started surfing a month ago. So the other thing about LA, when I came over here, I didn't knew about city at all. I, I know hip hop artists back in the days i knew uh i knew music here right like yeah. uh all this stuff. i saw like oh welcome to la it's still like pretty cool place ghetto you know and all this stuff but when i came here it's like very not fancy but it's kind of weird it was weird i was like <laughs> what the heck is that it's like it's not, it's not how that you saw it on tv yeah probably. and uh, it seems like huge village yeah it doesn't seems like city at all it's just huge hot village with lots of homeless people uh so i don't know and uh i saw like I, I i actually brought skateboard with me so i had two skateboards and i was but i was using it just for transportation yeah. i can't do tricks i was afraid of making tricks i didn't grow up with skateboard uh you know uh how you call that not in skateboard environment even in ukraine we had some skateboarders but not that much is here the yeah. population here is way bigger so the kids they start skating like from young age same as surfing everything they do from young age in ukraine all we had is a uh, boxing wrestling uh if you're dancing you're weird <laughs> only break even break dance was weird like peop you can get a punch in your face if you're a break break dancer you know yeah. like b-boy uh but yeah, uh, I saw, I love watching surfing. I, I love girls with surfboards. I, like that's what I was thinking about. I saw yeah. all those pictures with girls with surfboards and dudes with surfboards. And I was like, oh my God, they surfing. Amazing. I want to do that too. But when I came here and I live in Hollywood, I was like, dude, ocean too far. I was 
finding an excuse. I'm working too much, ocean is too far, blah, blah, blah. And only right now is quarantine. My first part of quarantine, I was cleaning my apartment. I was, you can see it's kind of clean, right? It's very clean. Yeah, dude, I, I've been like, every single morning, all I did is wake up. I never stretch, stretched before. Now, when quarantine started, I started stretch out, doing some exercises, uh, clean up my apartment, find the spots which is not clean and clean them out. So I was cleaning, 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 cleaning a lot, throw away a lot of trash stuff. Then the other part where uh, I start making coffee, 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 coffee because I miss jobs. So I don't want to get, yeah. you know, bad in it. So I was like roasting, brewing different. You can see like have some like AeroPress. I have uh, Jasva. I have uh, different with 60s and shit like that. So I was doing that. And then months ago, my friends, because my friends going surfing, they live next to the beach and uh, they were like, Yo, come come over for surfing. And I was actually afraid because they already surf for so long and they catch in waves. And I was like, dude, I'm like athlete, you know, but I can catch the <laughs> wave. I don't know like if I'm good in it. So I was kind of like, like you before throwdowns, you know, yeah. I was the same. I was like, when my friend asked me to come over, uh, I was kind of like, uh, maybe I will tell like I can't, but I can, I have time. And I was like, uh... Okay, I will come. And then I was maybe I'm I'm not should go there, you know, because <laughs> my skill is zero, so I can't ride. And then I show up and I fall in love with it. Even I didn't surf, I did like uh, Bailey surfing, just yeah. like laying on on the board. I didn't catch any waves. I was just like observing ocean. There was sunset time, so I was like watching sunset. Uh, I was like watching dolphins, like moving around like i was just like wow I fell in love with that yeah this is not the surfing is just not about catching waves it's just about being in water and uh, see the water like observe all the things and yeah. understand the waves wind and all this stuff so after that every time they go surf i were asking them are you going surfing today are you going surfing tomorrow are you going surf <laughs> so whenever they went surfing like they text me and i was driving uh, all the way to the beach and they had an extra wetsuit, an extra board, so I can borrow it. Then I bought my own wetsuit, the used one. And now I had a bunch of boards in my home. So in one month, I feel like uh, definitely people get better in one month, like better than me. But at the same time, I switched to shortboard right now. I'm not super good in it, but still I'm getting there. Like I'm, I keep practicing, keep understanding yeah. you know all that that's stuff. nice dude i mean it's nice that you found something new something you love yeah and something to kill time with you know and admire the beautiful scenery of what the world has to offer you know yeah and the, actually like with ocean and all that i love nature so yeah. like every time i go beach i just turn around i don't see people behind you know i just look to the ocean and yeah. sky and and that's sun. your that's your zen moment yeah this is pretty amazing mm -hmm. and i love it like one month already and i'm i still love it nice and do you document any of this stuff yeah no <laughs> so yeah, that's what yeah no <laughs> yeah that's why i bought uh gopro yeah i actually i i don't want to post it on my instagram any surfing stuff because i love it and you know what i realized i don't want to show people what i'm doing like the the things i love i don't want to show them why like, not? I mean, uh, you know, like with coffee, I mean, 
everything I start showing people, like I'm losing my passion. I don't know why, because maybe I don't get, I don't get enough feedback. You know, it's kind of like mental things. Maybe if, if I don't get enough feedback from that, what I'm doing, like if people not interested it's in not it. It's not rewarding for you. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm probably don't want to do that. Same with YouTube, you know, like it's not gets a lot of views. Like it's some videos has like 300, 200 views at the beginning. And it's to me, it's a little, but some people, they have like five views or 10 views. That's how I started. I mean, that's how I, that's what I see right now. Like and I to see. me, 300 is nothing. I'm seeing like other YouTubers, they get like millions or three millions in freaking three hours. And but they've I'm been just, doing it for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, I understand know? that. So, but at the same time, I'm like all quarantine, I was shooting in my apartment, just like coffee and stuff or. Okay, but where can people see some of those videos and maybe they can give you some comments or feedback whether Maybe. they like it or not yeah but well, tell the camera, i don't even tell, tell if, the camera where can i find you oh uh youtube yeah, <laughs> yeah. how do they find you bogdan zaram bogdan zaram Daram. Yeah. and then Bagdan. instagram how do they find you b-o-t-y-u-k botuk on uh like youtube b-o-g-d-a-n-t-h-e-r-a-m and on Instagram. Should I repeat it? B-O-G-D-A-N-T-H-E-R-A-M. And the Instagram B-O-T-Y-U-K. Boom. Bob. Done. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, but I would love to record surfing, but I, I got even like those uh clips, you know, on the board you can put it. And I still don't know, like I I feel like, oh, I don't serve good enough to record it yeah you know i always kind of like same with lotter oh i was not good enough to record it but, but you're never like, good enough like to exactly. record it yeah no, that's that's the one reason why or how i feel about this right now right which is uh -huh. the podcast right yeah. now it's like I, at the beginning i was like man i don't have subscribers you know i don't have the right tools i don't have a microphone i don't have anything how am i gonna do this like i'm not ready uh -huh. But then thinking that I just I was never going to start, you know, so one day yeah. I said, you know what, forget it. I don't care how crap it is. I'm going to put my my stuff on on, a, on YouTube, you know. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's frustrating even on Instagram when you post something and then you go and look at the likes, you go and look at, yeah. you know, it's like, fuck, like I spent time on this. And totally. That's actually other thing about all social media nowadays, people watching like watching views and likes yeah. and that's you know like in our school we got points right for what we're doing and sometimes we got that like bad description from the teacher like oh he doesn't learn this he didn't learn this and he's pretty bad in that with red <laughs> pencil and you you read this and it's kind of negative right yeah and most people they got those you know feelings like oh i'm not good in this and they getting close you know like they yeah. they're not that open anymore like every time like teachers and like at school they put in us like kind of bad things but yeah. nobody see the good things like let's see oh he came in right time to school today like this is positive like you're doing good but don't tell him like you late if you late okay you're good you know come over you're you're here at least you're here 
<laughs> if you're late, at least you're here, you came for yeah. get some knowledge. And I just feel like, you know, you got to be a little more patient with like growing your channel and stuff. Definitely. I'm being I'm being patient, but I do get frustrated sometimes mm -hmm. because it's like fuck, like you know, I spent time editing this, you know, no one's commenting, no one's liking, even recording no it, no one's sharing, you know. And the thing about it, I think uh, it's hard to find what people want to see. You know, it's hard yeah. to get attention from people. Exactly. Even with my channel. I have likes, a lot of likes, no dislikes yet. And it means like people who wants to support me, they watching it. Yeah. Other people, they don't care. If they watch it, they don't put anything. You know, like I will, I will be happy for dislike, like, bad comment, good comment, anything. But people like from Ukraine, they're not, um, we're not kind of, not even passionate, but like it's not our... How to say that? Uh, they don't waste the time on comments. They don't want to write the comments. <laughs> you know, there is a lot of bunch videos who write only bad yeah. comments. But like, if if your video is not popular, nobody gonna like write anything. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's challenging, and like I said, we always live with that. Also, of like, we want to see those comments. We want mm -hmm. those likes. You know. Yeah, but for what? So for me. Even 300 views, like, I remember I post my first video, it was like 100 views, and I was like, oh my god, 100 views. Back in the days, just imagine it, no, you can show to your friends, close friends, like yeah. five, ten, five people, maybe 10 people but, will but watch here's, it. Here's the other thing, you're getting 300 views, I am not getting 300 views. But that's all about, so I record few uh, videos, I we call it Palaskai Gorola, like, uh, throw, uh, rinse your throw. You know? <laughs> but you have to play uh, music like that. Yeah. And the other person have to guess what song, what artist yeah. or what song is that. And we were doing on Russian with my brother and my sister-in-law. Uh, and they were uh, sharing the links too on them accounts. So that's why it's got a lot of views. My yeah. coffee views is... 100 views, 80 views, 60 views, not that much. But again, comparing to like 360 views is nothing. Yeah. So it's all about, I think, people and they think, what are you doing? Like, I think that thing, what I did, it wasn't like interesting for people. They don't it care. Was, yeah. Was, well, I mean, it comes down to the categories, right? Entertainment, and, mm -hmm. uh, education. Yeah. Uh, what are the other ones? I don't even know what the other ones are. But obviously, if they're not getting anything in return, and that's when... Yeah, entertainment, education, there is another one, right? Yeah. Uh, there was another one. What was it? Trendy stuff. Trendy, yeah. The education, trendy stuff, and uh, what you said. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, dude, I mean, it's, it's hard, it's challenging, but I feel like we're both doing creating something that I mean, for me personally, I don't, I don't hope to like have a million subscribers, mm -hmm. right? I don't, I'm not really looking for that. But just like you found surfing during this quarantine, I found YouTube. how much I enjoy having these conversations with people. You know, like I really, truly enjoy being here. Like you having me over, brewing a cup of coffee for me, you know, drinking some water. Yeah, yeah everything we've been sharing. You know. Yeah, that's the. Uh... It's it's what I personally love and. And for me, that's more than satisfying. 
you know, because I am doing something that I am passionate about and I am enjoying, enjoying it right now. Yeah, also you're shooting videos, so that's what yeah. you have passion for. Yeah, and I really want to learn how to get better at editing and stuff, so, you know, that's yeah. sort of like what I've been doing during this quarantine, just like you've been doing with your surfing. Whole quarantine, you've been doing editing and... Yeah, 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 so, you know, looking forward to see how much we can grow this. Yeah, and, man, I don't know... Um, I don't know if I will like return to my channel. Will be do that? Maybe I should find some ideas what I wanted to shoot. You know, like everything I do right now, it is. Like, what about just blogging and showing? I don't know. Showing I don't, back home, like, hey guys, like. Oh, that's a problem. I don't want to do this shit. You know, like yeah. uh, most most of our people, they they should kind of like, oh, look at this. I'm in LA. That's how I got a job. That's how I got my papers done. You know, like, that's how I meet my girlfriend. That's how uh, I go shopping in L.A. You know, like, it's all about kind of showing to our people. Yeah. And, yeah, back in home, like, people watching it. But when I was moving here, I didn't watch any shit. Like, I don't care about it. Because everyone has their own experience. I don't want to show people how I struggle with yeah. that. I don't want to show people, like, and tell, like, like, oh, you should do this, this, this. Yeah. The days are changing. Everything is changing, like... And everyone has different experience with uh, uh, moving to other countries nice. or coming to other countries. All right, people. We have gone for a long time oh, this yeah. discussion. We're going to give you guys a break. <laughs> uh, but if anything, just find Bogdan on his YouTube channel and share some comments, you know, motivate him. So maybe he can continue his channel or just drop a like on his uh, Instagram stories or... Yeah post right yeah uh but you can always maybe find him uh, uh on the west side surfing i don't know exactly which beach he goes to but you'll probably find him on the west side yeah you know so don't forget to like share and subscribe and go follow back then you know oh gracias yeah 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 Let's yeah and same to juan i mean he has all the social media instagram facebook facebook i don't have facebook oh i have facebook also you can find me on facebook <laughs> I don't post any shit on Instagram right now. Like yeah. pretty barely, like sometimes. So I decided to keep coffee page there right now. Nice. So I don't want to share any of my stuff like I'm doing like out of coffee. So yeah. if it comes to coffee, I will post it. That's why like my life is not coffee nowadays. So I don't post a lot of stuff. So it's might be not your personal life private, huh? Yeah. So and on YouTube, I don't know. I don't share. That's why I don't want to vlog in. I don't want to show the, the way how I live, you know, and. Yeah. And most of my moments I love and enjoy with my moments, I never shoot it. Like every time I go like to watch sunrise or sunset, I just watch sunrise or sunset. I don't care about my camera. I can take picture and just watch it and put it my phone on the side. Because like I don't like to, I would love to share that moment with my mom or my family, but I don't want to share it with anyone nowadays because yeah. I feel like it's not what makes me happy you know okay. well one of these days maybe you'll change yeah. your mind maybe until then, every day like then, every day we change the mind until then if you want to see something about roasting or coffee his instagram you know so all right walk <laughs> down to that camera say goodbye well, goodbye guys was nice talking to you juan it's yes, thank my you pleasure thank you for awesome. coming over and just like doing the thing for people for yourself pretty much right. you do it for me for you and for your friends it's not for probably yeah. lots of people but i mean i'm enjoying with that like it yeah, was pretty I mean, cool i mean 
ideally it's getting i mean it all looks very professional all this setup <laughs> you can check it out it's just like i'm impressed dude i'm really impressed good. it's not feels like you have fashion to this yeah, you know it's really nice i enjoy it you know so we'll see we'll see how far we can go also i don't know if the people will be interested but what i want to say to you guys um me and Juan were talking about doing some vlogging, like going coffee shops and shooting uh, how they doing and surviving during quarantine nowadays. Like, because, you know, you all see those posts and stuff from Instagram, like how coffee shops looks inside, outside, and like how fancy everything. But now days changed and we have a lot of friends working in the coffee shop. So we probably might have some access to the coffee shop and we can show how the coffee shop's working and stuff going on right now with quarantine. That's very true. You know, like, because not much people working right now. The the teams are pretty limited, like, cut it half at least. Some people just owners been working on the bar for yeah. six months. So if you interested in this kind of vlogging, uh, sh write a comment below or... Yeah, just tell Juan if you want to see that, we will do that for sure. Cause exactly, that's very true. I have passion to do something like that. I don't want to shoot myself on camera all the time and telling people, oh, look at this, I'm in LA doing shit. Ah, ha, ha. I'm fancy, I'm good, I'm cool. Better than you or better than somebody else. He'll, no. be, he'll be behind the scenes controlling the camera. Yeah. But we'll definitely try We'll try to do some coffee crawling. and. Yeah, that probably that's what I have passion now, just like... Yeah. To show people like places in LA where you can go and what you can get from quarantine from coffee shop, you know, during quarantine. Nice. All right, Bogdan, one more time. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. Peace. Mir. <laughs>